Spider skeletons, skeletons. Bye. It's the skeleton crew, and it's the podcast. Here I am with Sardo. He's my co-host. I am Strauss. Look out! Look out! It's the skeleton crew podcast. <laughs> Hi everyone. I. Our so canon when, when event you're asking... is what happens when we drink too much alcohol. So tomorrow, Strauss, when um you're waiting on the thumbnail to be delivered, are you going to tell me, send me pictures of Spider-Man? <laughs> you know, J. John Jameson actually was in the movie, so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, But before we get to, before we bury the lead too much. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Skeleton Crew Podcast. I'm Strauss. That's Sardo. Uh, we're talking about Across the Spider-Verse. So I'm going to warn everyone now. While we're here, this is a spoiler-filled zone. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of spoilers. We're making no bones about it. Uh, if if you haven't seen it yet and you care about spoilers, skip this episode until you've seen it. Or don't. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. We've warned I you. Know. So you, I, you can't blame I'm us. I'm not your dad. I can't tell you what to do. I personally but... hate spoiler culture, so... That? I mean, it, it it matters to some people. It doesn't matter to everybody. But oh, I think we're, it's we're terrible, bad, and a cancer on discussion. But uh, it this movie literally came out like three weeks ago. So, <laughs> but point is, uh, so Strauss, you saw in, uh, across the Spider Verse uh, yeah, I, last I, night. Right? Yes, I, I did. I, I also keep saying into the Spider Verse by mistake all the time. Yeah. I will probably do that at least once during this recording. Once? I'm sorry. I'm like playing and doing it at least three times. I, either way. You can afford yourself a few more mistakes. They're oh, I, very I much the same title with one word difference. It's not like... Well, I'm... hence why I said at least once. Mm. But, Strauss, what'd you think? Uh, it's good. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's also in turn. Very fun. I, I would agree on both counts. Um, and I, I want to get ahead of something before we really begin talking about the, the movie itself. Um, some stuff that's come out very recently around kind of the production of the movie in that it, it did not treat its artists well. And, and, uh, uh, and a surprise to, I feel like, no one in the grand scheme yeah, of things. And things yeah. that I wish were shocking but are not. Yeah, it's like I was kind of afraid that something like that would come out. Like, And as, you know, for after, after the discussion we had about Miura last week, I feel like it's important to mention that it's like, we both enjoyed the movie. We really enjoyed the movie. Um, it's beautiful, wonderful, and also uh, treat your artists better. Yeah, it, because like if if you treat your artists well, you can make more good movies. What a fucking crazy thought that is. And also just artists are people and they don't deserve to be put into like the meat grinder of um capitalism. But yeah, I I, I, I wanted to the billionaires into the meat grinder though. Yes. Woo! All right. But of course, obviously. But oh, I man, I I'm going to make a new limousine album. Limousine. <laughs> yeah. But I I wanted to 
mention that before we began. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, understand. We want to just say we understand, first and foremost, that we are going to be doing a lot of praising, so we're going to get that out of the way. And all the praise goes to the artists because mother of God. <laughs> and the writers, because you, you, you wrote a good thing. And the, and the writers. Pay your writers. Also, every, Pay your Everybody actors. involved and in the creation of this film. <laughs> Pay me. And Sardo. Yes. And, and not for the movie, just in general. We'll take, we'll, I, we'll, we will gladly take money. I like money. I need it to live. <laughs> yeah. But across the Spider-Verse, kind of, I, I think it does a nice job of setting us up kind of where we left off from the last movie and giving us a little bit of a short recap of what happened. I actually had a friend who watched this with me and he hadn't seen the first movie and it made total sense to him. I'm, so I'm surprised you had any friend not see the first movie. Some people didn't get around to it. That's all right. I'm not saying I mean, that's like a bad thing. I'm just surprised that it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like that movie didn't get incredibly good word of mouth. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we should start with First Things First, Into the Spider-Verse, also a very good movie. You should go see it. Yes. If you haven't already. And if you like, want, watch, watch it, it again. <laughs> it's got Nicolas Cage, a Spider-Man noir. One yeah. of my favorite Spider-Men. <laughs> Sadly, Spider-Noir was not in this movie for all but a brief cameo appearance at the end. I hope we get to see him more in the next one. Like, I get it. Like, hey... A, a very good he, he wouldn't fit in the tone of half of this movie no no he wouldn't so have. i guess uh i will you want me to recap basically what goes down in this movie by all means please do all right so this movie starts off actually in a very different spot than we where we left off in the last movie and that is in the realm of uh spider gwen uh, the gwen of spider that we are familiar with from the first movie as Our we kind of Gwen Stacy, yeah, Gwen Stacy. We go through sort of her daily, sort of her going ons as those aren't going great because being Spider Man apparently means you have to suffer. Like, of course, and if if it's not suffer in your story, it's suffer from Marvel editorial. Uh, anyway, yes, indeed. All my comic book friends have went. Yes, good Strauss. Remember to blame them. <laughs> Of course. But, you know, we go through how her Peter died because, you know, it's the opposite of what happened to, to Gwen Stacy normally, which is mm -hmm. uh, bad. This is also brought up in the movie. And then eventually she she gets called in. Well, she doesn't get called, but she she fights the vulture. But it's not her vulture. It's a different vulture. <laughs> a very weird renaissance era vulture. It's Michelangelo Vulture. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And everyone's just like, oh, this is different. And then out of the well, blue he's... comes Spider-Man. But not our Spider-Man. Spider-Man of 2099. And Spider-Woman. Well, one you, of them. You might, al you might also know Spider-Man 2099 as that fucker that gets all the fan art drawn of him. Yeah, I'll bring we'll, that up. More on that later. I, will, I, I have a comment on that from a tweet and then uh, apparently the, she gets recruited to a thing and then we uh 
come back to Miles. His intro, sort of the recap of who Miles is and his life. And, you know, how he ha- is late. Much like a Spider-Man in general is late to something because he's too busy doing the Spider-Man thing. Of course. Which is it, which is very common spidery manny goings on. As he tries to capture a villain named Spot. And I loved Spot. Spot was, I feel like, one of the many high points of the movie. Spot's great. Yeah. Anyway, what we learn is Spot is like, I, you made me. I'm your arch nemesis. He's like, dude, I don't know who the hell you are. You're a villain of the week. And But what we learn is, over time, as Miles is doing because of the spider manning thing is having some tension with his parents. Mm-hmm. There are also a lot of jokes in here, by the way, for those who don't know that I don't know if you get Sardo, but I got because a, I lived in New York and more importantly, mm-hmm. B no, no various uh, Latinos in New York. There's a joke at some point in here where it's like, Oh yeah, Spider-Man, he uh, must be a uh, Dominican. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you did you get that joke? Because I got that I joke. I didn't get that joke. Uh, okay, please explain. So um, there is a very famed rivalry, especially in New York, between uh, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans in New York. Oh. It's a thing. Okay, <laughs> this is that makes sense. And Miles Morales, being uh, part Puerto Rican from his mom, from his incredibly hot mom. Oh my god, his mom is a babe. <laughs> also, I mean, also his hot dad. He also has a hot dad. He, his parents are both, like, very attractive people. Like, it makes sense that their son also happens to be a good-looking kid. <laughs> yeah, they, they are very nice-looking They <laughs> that That is some damn good genetics you got there, Miles. All I know is when you yeah. get older, if you even look, like, half as good as your mom or dad, you're gonna be doing fine. <laughs> it's like... Miles, your mom's hot. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Miles, your mom's hot. So is your dad. Your mom's hotter than your dad, but, it, I mean, have you looked at your mom? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> But probably, anyway. We need to mention that Rio Morales is an incredibly hot woman. <laughs> she She's beautiful. We, we love her. But anyway. So what happens is uh, Gwen comes back and is just like, hey, Miles, they hang out for a bit. And what we learn is that really... Gwen's not supposed to really be there. She has to capture Spot because Spot is, whoops, opening hole in, holes in the multiverse and might collapse space-time. Yeah. And and that's the thing, that Spot is actually very dangerous because he's causing these dimensional rifts and he is destroying worlds with his powers. And basically. we uh, our first stop across the, the Spider-Verse is uh, Indian Spider-Man. That was fun. Pavita Prakpa Prakpa. Kakbahar. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not... The Bollywood Spider-Man was very fun. Uh, oh, what's... He was played by... How does his name go? I know I know what it is when I see it. Uh, it Marsha Hall, like, Ali, I believe. Yeah. Marshala Hall Ali. Yeah. He was fun. That whole thing was fun. And what we learn is that by accident... There's this thing called canon events, where basically every Spider-Man has to go through a canon event that causes pain and suffering. I.e. Uncle Ben dying. That's a canon event. Yeah. Uh, Your uncle dying, or whatever the equivalent is. Um, You know, uh, Captain Stacy has to die, etc., etc., 
And what we learn is, is that Gwen got recruited by Miguel O'Hara, a.k.a. Uh, the uber-Catholic. Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, he's Mexican and Irish. You, you don't get much more Catholic than those two things combined. The only way yeah. he's more Catholic is if he was raised in Italy and was a cardinal. And, and that would be a, a very wild um, string of events. Yeah. But basically the point is, what we learn is Miguel, Miguel basically tells Miles that, hey, anomalies are bad, it will destroy the multiverse, and mm -hmm. whoops, you, you caused a bad thing to happen by doing a good thing. And then what we learn is that Miles himself is an anomaly. He became Spider-Man entirely by accident. The spider that bit him was from another dimension. Uh, Earth-42, as it's known, because uh, each Earth is numbered in the mm -hmm. Marvel multiverse. I, It's weird. The point is, Miguel, who's kind of... well, An asshole. He's kind of an <laughs> asshole, but it's like... The type of asshole you feel for. And, like, you get where he's yeah. coming from. Like... like he fucked up Royal one point, and as far as he knows, it was his fault that an entire dimension basically got vaporized. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know how someone comes back from that as a happy chipper man. Well, and, like, Miguel's a good character because Miguel is, he's not the villain of the movie, he's the antagonist. Because he's... He's clearly opposing Miles, who is our hero, and we, we we root for Miles, and we want Miles to be happy and succeed and do all his things, because he's, he's a good lad. But also, like, Miguel has, like, understandable reasons for being upset. Um, it's still funny to watch a grown man beef with a 15-year-old, but... What are you talking about? We do that every other weekend. True, true. <laughs> we have we beef with teenagers all the time. It's called work. But, but that's different because you're paid to do it. <laughs> Is he paid to do this? I, I don't know how actually this part well, works. I think he's just doing this for fun or whatever his idea of fun is. <laughs> but anyway, is. what this leads to is to a giant like, oh no moment where Miles goes like, yeah, no, fuck you. And not Not like that. He's like, I'm not gonna, because what he learns is his dad will die, because that's his Captain Stacy in mm -hmm. this situation. And he's just like, you're saying I can't save my dad knowing full well I can do it? And so, uh, one really insane chase sequence later. I mean, um, amazing. Yeah. Very... I I feel so bad for the animators because holy shit. I mean, I think I felt bad for whoever had to draw half of that shit because their hands must have been tired. Yeah. Like, even if the working conditions were good, that probably hurt. Yes. And uh, what happens is Miles sends himself back, or so he thought. We are left on a cliffhanger in universe on Earth 42, the universe, the Earth without Spider-Man. And we find out, in this universe, Miles' dad has already died. Um, his uncle Aaron, from the last movie, if you, if you remember him, still very much alive. But it's not the Prowler and... this time, because the Prowler this no. time is... 
It's Miles himself, uh, or as I like to call this version, Kilometers Immorales, <laughs> who looks really fucking cool. He oh, looks yeah. awesome. Oh, no. It, it, the whole whole movie looks great, obviously. It, character design's been fantastic, and there's a whole bunch of fun characters along the way. We haven't even mentioned Hobie. Whoa. Mm, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll talk more about characters specific. That's just basically the, the blow-by-blow of what happened. Yeah, but that's that's the movie, uh, more or less. Uh, there's there's a lot going on. It it doesn't feel like two hours. It the pacing is brisk and nice. It it was and... something that if you don't know that it's a uh, a two parter because they don't make it clear that it's a two parter, you're gonna be mm-hmm. a bit annoyed because it kind of just stops. <laughs> that's the only downside that's really the only criticism and it's just like if you don't if you didn't if you know that going in that it's fine yeah i did uh z didn't z was a bit more it's sort of like you get you get a bit of blue balled for lack of a little bit If, if you didn't know if you knew that it was like half a movie you're less annoyed by it because you're like oh it's a great like first half Like, I didn't know it was the first half, but also I think I was a little relieved because um, I feel like there is so much going on there that to try to fit an entire second act into that would have, it would have been a clusterfuck. Oh, no. It (laughs) it should be noted that this movie, because it's made into two, the one thing it does have going for it is that it lets the characters breathe a lot more than you get in most animated features. Because I'm not going to be, like, super down on this, on other animated features, is that animation takes a long time to make and do. So, like, a 90-minute animated feature is a lot of hard work to begin with. So it's like... Making a two-hour, like, what's the... I'm trying to think of other two-hour animated films. I need to check something real quick. Is Princess Mononoke two hours? I think it is. What do you think it is? Well, well, yeah, it is. It's actually longer than this movie. It's two... It's, like, 11 minutes longer. Well, there you go. (laughs) Which makes sense now that I think about it, because when I think of movies this reminds me of in terms of, like, Oh, there's like moments for the characters to just do breathe. Yeah, to breathe. And this movie does a great job at that. Like, you get a feeling of M- Miguel as like he's an antagonist, but is he the bad guy? Uh, that really depends on how you think about things. Yeah, it's it's debatable. It depends like, on your perspective. Well, like as we see towards the end, maybe Miguel is wrong, not because he's a bad person, but because. Maybe things aren't set in stone. And because he is so traumatized by his own experiences that he paints paints everything else with the same brush as his own. Which, admittedly, if your uh, same brush situation is literal end up, ending up destroying an entire world by accident, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. It's, it's hard not to feel for the man. Also because he's wonderfully played by a very attractive person. Oscar Isaac. Uh, the only downside is Oscar Isaac is not Mexican or Irish. I, ah. I am going. Huh. I am going to plain. Let, let me check that. I know he's not Mexican. And when we talk characters, I want to talk voice actors too because the voice cast in this is 
Really, really good. <laughs> yeah, because Oscar Isaac is Guatemalan. That's close, mm. but it's not the same. It's it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. I am more qualified to play Miguel O'Hara than Oscar Isaac by ethnic origin. Okay, Strauss, real quick, uh, give us your your best Miguel O'Hara. This this is your audition. Uh, I I just insert a musical sting here as I come across the whole thing. Do, 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 do. I feel like I'm not going to put an actual musical sting, but that I, I need to talk about the fact that I love the fact that the musical sting that Miguel gets is so obviously scary sounding. Oh yeah. Like it, because it appears very early on. Now it should be noted. This is not, a, I'm just joking about the fact that, Oscar Isaac is not qualified because he's totally great in this movie. I'm just making I'm just making fun of the fact that he's Guatemalan. Yeah. It, as one thing you. one must understand about Latinos is that it's like a brother relationship between all of us. We all will, we're all rivals to each other until the Spaniard walks in. And then we all Fair enough. And then the you know the noise that happens when he shows up on screen with like the spooky musical sting? Yes. We, that's what happens when we all turn towards the Spaniard and point at him and go, INVADER! You know, that sounds about right from what I've heard from other people and totally justified. <laughs> yes, it, it it is justified. But the point is, Oscar Isaac's great. The whole cast is fantastic. Not a, not a dud among them. I, I want to give a special shout out to Daniel Kaluuya, who um, voices Hobie in this Spider-Punk. Uh, if he doesn't get a, an Oscar sometime in the next 10 years, I'm I'm going to go to a studio exec and punch them in the dick because that man deserves all the trophies because he's not been in one bad thing. <laughs> also, like, shout out to Jason Sportsman as Spot. Perfectly yes. capturing, like, someone who isn't scary but is supposed to be scary and thinks he's supposed to be scary. He does he does a fantastic job. <laughs> Let's see. Uh Oh my god, I didn't realize Andy Samberg was Ben Riley in this movie. Yep. <laughs> He's great oh, too. Also, he was I I cackled so much when Ben Riley was on the screen. <laughs> yeah, because, every um... every time Ben Riley's on, on screen, he he is just like <laughs> doing the whole like Look behind me. There's a wall. That's normal. <laughs> Everything is dark. There's a lot. There's also a lot of cameos in this. Like, let's see. Uh, who, who else do we want to mention is in this movie? There's a lot. I think I'm just checking. I believe they even have uh, Yuri Lowenthal's in this movie because he plays the video game Spider-Man, and they do it. Oh joke. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Donald Glover's in this movie. He, he, Donald Donald Glover as um, it's as he's live action. Yeah, he's, he's the action prowler. prowler. They sh there's a lot of like mixed media jokes in here, which makes sense because. As much as uh, Phil Lord is currently properly being dragged through the by the media's, mm -hmm. uh, there's even a 
there's even a Lego Spider-Man in here where we get uh, <laughs> our beloved J- a- a Jonah Jameson <laughs> as yes. voiced by J.K. Simmons. Thank God he's still around to play that character. <laughs> Nobody could do it like him. You're you're the best we have. Oh, no, it's not Marshall Ali. It's Karen Sani who plays. Oh, okay. Jolly is Uncle Aaron. Duh. I should I should have known. Uh, That's uh, I, I sorry. The I the credit the main uh, very excellent credit sequence doesn't really tell you who plays who. I'm like, wow, I'm, yeah, uh, I wanna uh, apologize to a Oscar nominated actor who is incredibly talented. Yeah, I want to issue a little correction there. Sorry yeah. about that. I didn't catch that either. <laughs> but yeah, very fun. Every everyone's great. There's a lot of people um, in this movie. <laughs> There's so many good designs. I love all the different spider people. And I love the trends that this has sparked of making your own spider person. I mean, this movie basically said all Spider-Mans are canon in some way, shape, or form. So go wild, internet. I mean, you already are, but like, go wild. <laughs> I'm I'm in the process of making mine right now. <laughs> oh, are, are you making yourself a Spider-Man's? Is it Spider's Man? You can't do Spider's Man. That already exists. No, I'm I I told I already told you about my my Spider Man. But well, um, just say it to the audience. To give us a preview of your work. Uh, Australia's Spider Man. His name is George Speederman, uh, spelled like Spider Man. Uh, and he is a tarantula that was exposed to radioactive human uh, saliva, and he became a man-sized spider. That's and he has two very. He's in two very the, loving uh, twin parents. Yeah, two two of them, but he. Uh... But the uh, best part about it, he, he that would join the uh, legion of of spider people who are uh, like spiders, man. Yes. Who is a collection of spiders who think they're Peter Parker? Very good, very cool. <laughs> yeah, but one of my favorite spider spider people is Spider's Man because it's just such a goofy concept. It's something it you is. only it's something you only get in comic books. And speaking of comic books, the ending being like a cliffhanger is also extremely comic book. This is like I think the best. The best movie that feels like a comic book since probably Creepshow. I mean, and I was, that's high I was, praise. I mean, I was going to say since uh, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> well, I mean, not counting that because it's part of the same series. Yeah. Fair. I mean, one of the things I think, like, the, the uh, Spider-Verse movies as they are have been and what I've liked about them, and you're probably going to agree with me when I say it, is that... They, unlike a lot of comic book movies, they're not ashamed to feel like a comic book. No, there's, they, they don't pussyfoot around that shit. There's, there's no, like, self-consciousness about it. Yeah, there's no point where I'm like, man, this comic book, like, one of the problems I have with a lot of the comic book movies is that, like, they kind of want to pretend that they're comic book movies but they, they're, it's the sense of, like, they're too cool for, for comic books. Like, you know, I, I'm i sick of comic book movies made by people who fucking hate comic books. <laughs> yeah. And so it was nice when we uh, get some. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're super excited for, this, for the next one, whenever that happens. Because, well, 
Uh, hopefully Sony cleans up its act. That'd be nice. Jesus fucking Christ, Sony. I don't care if it takes 20 years for the next movie to come out. Well, okay, take maybe don't time. take 20 years. Uh, some people might die in the interim, and that's just going to be awkward for the movie. Yeah, I mean, preferably I, it, under 20 years. I don't think it would take 20 years, even if you were doing things better. <laughs> and you know, Right, but... You know, I'm not saying no crunch... Cr I'm saying no crunch, but I don't think even with no crunch that movie would have taken, like, that long. <laughs> These are professionals you know we're I talking mean. about. I'm pretty sure they're very you, good at their jobs. I saw what their work looks like. <laughs> it's an exaggeration. But, yeah. but you know what I mean. I Take take your time. It's worth waiting for. Unless it's already done, where in that case, well... Oh, like, it's it's not. Oh, oh it's, I know it's, it's not done. But if it was, then, like, well, so be it. <laughs> yeah, finished. Yeah. But I will say, all that aside, who was your favorite spider person who showed up in the movie? Hobie, without yeah. a doubt. So now Hobie. we can talk about Hobie, a.k.a. Spider-Punk, a.k.a. Uh, the the newest hot guy on the, on the block, a punk rock Spider-Man who hates the AM, hates the PM. I got your joke, Hobie. He's he's not he's not a role model. He was once a runway model. <laughs> yep, uh, a very fun sort of like chaotic character who just kind of goes around being a problem. <laughs> and it's it was nice to see like kind of an like a punk anarchist character in a movie that wasn't played off as a joke. Like he he stuck to like the tenets of that really well. He was very true to like the 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 culture of punk. And everything that goes with it. And also just, like, a really good, like, mentor, older brother kind of figure, especially to Miles. And also, like, speaking of the tenants point, also being very annoying about it. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. But, yeah, like... like you've, you've got to be annoying about it. And not always in a way that's, like... It's like, man, you luckies, you hot. But, but I, I support Hobie Brown in all that he does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as we see at the end, because as we learn at the end of it, Gwen's just like, this is bullshit. You're full of bullshit. Miguel, you're a dick. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And she, because Hobie is Hobie, he's like, hey, girl, <laughs> I quit when no one was looking. So my shit oh. still works. <laughs> And that's the thing, that Hobie was stealing parts from, like, the Spider-Man Universal HQ to build a, like, non-licensed time travel device That can't for be controlled miles. by Miguel. And, and what we need to understand here is that reminds me, we have to be reminded that Spider-Man is supposed to be an intelligent person. Yeah. So. Spider-Man, a smart dude. Yeah. Typically, usually. But, yeah, I would say it was uh, very good. And, like, everything was, everything that was in this movie was good. Kind of no notes about the movie other than, I don't know, make it more clear that it's, like, a two-parter. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, maybe uh, uh, more Penny Parker, because I like her. Penny Parker's fun. <laughs> yeah. She's only in the movie for, like, 
two minutes. Yeah, we at least she gets a speaking part, though. Yeah, at least she gets to speak, unlike poor Nicolas Cage, who I'm guessing they're saving their all their cage for next for the next one. He he's gonna be uncaged in part three, I'm sure. <laughs> full, uh, full cage. <laughs> I want to see him punch some Nazis. Uh, I don't. I'm, I don't think there's a Nazi Spider-Man, so we'll find out. Well, of course there's no Nazi Spider-Man, but I'm sure Spider-Man could fight Nazis. Yeah, but the thing is, it's got to be fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll see how all of it plays out. So, I'm, I'm... Okay, you want to ask your question? Go ahead. No, I wanted to ask because you asked me. I apologize. Who was your favorite Strauss in this movie? New favorite Spider-Man? Well, hmm. I'm going to go and go with Miguel because it's like a, a, a good, like, actually, like, sympathetic antagonist. Yeah. Who, like, you feel like, okay, so, like, my problem when it comes to, like, nuanced characters, like, I've been saying this for a while now that most people don't actually want nuanced characters in their thing. They just want, like, a villain who is understandable if that makes any sense and hot well <laughs> let's yeah. be real and well, hot <laughs> well yeah well like m my point is is that people like the idea of a nuanced character who's like actually complicated but yeah. then when you actually offer them one they're like this is this, actually no this is a horrible villain and i'm like they're they're unlikable <laughs> uh, trust me i've been part of the edelgard discourse for like Four years now. Oh, heavens. We're in year four of this stuff, so you know what? Yeah. You can't apparently have a character who isn't, who is nuanced, but like Miguel does a really good job of like, okay, I get what happened to you and why you're like this, but also maybe you're wrong. And the movie does a good job of proving that there is a point where, hey, Miguel is wrong, but not in a way that he would have thought. Yeah, he's like, he's not trying to be a dick, but he ends up being one through his actions that he can't see. And, and that's tragic. And he's also incredibly zealous. Yes. Because what, what we learn at the end of the movie, as Gwen is shoved back into her own dimension, is that she runs into her father, who at the start of the movie, thought Spider-Gwen killed Peter Parker, which, whether or not she actually did or not, is probably still up for debate. It's looking like horrible accident. <laughs> like, either she killed him, or that the serum that turned him into the lizard, and a very different lizard, by the way, good, mm -hmm. good, good creature design here. Oh, Mon hell yeah. Monitor, li monitor lizard style. Yes. And what what we see here with with her is that it's debatable whether or not she even killed Peter Parker or if the serum he took killed him. Mm -hmm. So it's like he was screwed either way. That will that's unknown, obviously. We're not I who knows what comes out of it. It kind because right. that's not the point. The point is. Like he, after he learns that his daughter Gwen Stacy is spider is the Spider Girl, she's like, he's like, basically as she disappeared for a few months, he he quit the force because he's like, I can't do it. Yeah, 
And it's like suddenly he's not Captain Stacy anymore. And so and that... therefore he shouldn't die because he's no longer Captain Stacy. Mm-hmm. So we're now in a, so now technically her canon event won't happen. So she's fine. Maybe. And, and as far as we know, her dimension isn't falling apart because it's been months of this now. Yeah. So, therefore, maybe Miguel isn't 100% correct. Maybe it's just because because when, you know, uh, India Spider-Man, who showed us Peter. where his traffic is, his traffic mm-hmm. and his traffic is, uh, I was, it's, it's like Mumbatan, which is M- such Mumbatan. a... <laughs> yeah, which is such a good, very joke name. Uh, like, was falling apart. Maybe that was just Spot moving through it because... He's a walking, like, multiverse hole, so. Yeah. So, maybe in... And also, as we know, like, we also could state Earth-42 and Miles' dimension are fine. Sort of. Maybe they figure out a way. Maybe they run into one of my favorite things that Marvel ever done. Do do you want to... Do you know about the thing they did with the Fantastic Four among the comics? Explain. Okay, so one of the things, uh, God, the gods exist in, like, not like Thor and Odin, but like actual gods of the Marvel Universe exist. Do you know who they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. K, you got yeah. guests. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just Jack Kirby, Stanley, and Steve Ditko. <laughs> oh. Like, uh, there's, a, there's a famous set of panels from I don't know which Fantastic Four story where they meet just Jack Kirby and he's just doing his Jack Kirby thing. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jack Kirby. The, the, truly a godly artist. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, that's the that's the thing. So I could totally see this ending of like all of them in an office somewhere in like New York being like, Uh, where are we? Oh, are you here to see Mr. K? Uh, or Mr. L? I'll, I'll call him up. Hey. <laughs> like, who? It's like, are we meeting God? Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. We, we make you. <laughs> that would be very good. Very clever. Huh? Yeah. They could. I'm, I'm okay if they don't do it, but it would be funny. Yes. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's an idea that they could do, but yeah mm-hmm. no. So basically, as we see, like the final shot of the movie is Gwen with the original sort of lineup of Spider Peoples, you know Peter B Parker, and his new daughter Mayday because Mayday. who is adorable. She's she's super cute, super cute baby. Um, it's nice to see them let Peter Peter Parker be a dad. <laughs> You know how many Spider-Man fans would love to to see that be normal? (laughs) You know how many... I'm one of them. Exactly. I'm one of them. But yeah, and you know, Spider-Noir's there, Gwen, uh, Hobie is there, our fresh new... What's it? I keep forgetting his name because it's like... What what, what is his official Spider-Man name for? Because that's... 
for Indian Spider-Man? I don't remember. I I do think he is still just Spider-Man. I could be I could be wrong. Yeah. But I, uh Bollywood Spider-Man, Spider-Man as we're going to call him. A good old Pavita. Pavita Spider-Punk, uh Penny Parker cuz she's technically not called a anything Spider-Man. She's called Penny. No. Uh yeah. Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham and uh is there anyone else who was a part of that that I missed? Uh, nobody I, other, other, other than Gwen herself, because I feel like that's she gathers up the crew and they're going to go help Miles. Yeah, because everyone time to save. Because there's this great moment towards the end of the movie where ever where they slowly realize Miles is in the wrong universe. <laughs> mm, oh my god! <laughs> and it's uh, what I love about that sequence is how long it takes. Because, like, I knew immediately because I, like, I was watching the screen. It said Universe 40, like, Earth 42. Yes. So we know, but it's that sort of, like, waiting for the characters to to realize. Yeah, it's it's not something that everybody might know right off the bat. Yeah, and it's just like, because everything is mostly the same. Mostly. Until, like, he realizes, like, wait... I'm not back home. And it's he because he does a whole coming out of like, Mom, I'm Spider-Man. And his mom's like, the hell you talking about? What the fuck's a Spider-Man? In fact, she makes a Comic-Con joke, which is also really funny. It's very cute. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, wait, my uncle Aaron's alive. That's wrong. And then when and then that's when we learn the whole Prowler thing for this universe. We'll see where that plays Mm. out. Yeah. But it's it's sort of like this very interesting, like, great cliffhanger of like, okay, what's going to happen next? Who knows? So, I, I guess a question for you. Um, yes. Do you think in, in the next movie, Miguel's going to get a little bit of, like, a redemption arc? I think so, because uh, unlike with, say, the Kingpin... Who, mm-hmm. who, you know, Miguel is a lot like, but in a different direction. Yes. Miguel, if Miguel can be proven wrong, he, I think he would change his ways. Like, if he, if you could prove that it was not his fault that the univ- the Earth he at, supposedly, because we now have to question whether or not it actually was his fault, mm-hmm. was destroyed, then, hey, maybe it was like it could easily be that the universe that got destroyed was because of the kingpin's actions right in the first movie i'm not saying it, it will be that but that's a sort of there's there's a chance yeah there, there's like a non-zero percent chance yeah but basically the point is as i'm gonna say it is that he I think he can't he can be redeemed because he's not evil. Yeah, he's he's not evil. He's not a guy who's tr- he doesn't want to hurt Miles. In the sense that he just wants to like make things go smoothly so the universe doesn't get destroyed. 
as you said, he's just, he's very zealous. Yeah. He's very zealous because as far as he knows, there's only one way this ends, and that is with everyone dying. Mm -hmm. And his logic is not bad because the whole point, and it's hilarious that this week's Chainsaw Man basically kind of had our both of our main characters say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that is, I pick both. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. It's like, fuck you, I do what I want. <laughs> I also thought, too, uh, there was a little bit that was kind of an interesting uh, reference to the way that I think Miles has been treated by by a, a not insubstantial chunk of the fan base with with Miguel during the scene where he's fighting him, you know, going, you don't belong here. You're not Spider-Man. You're, you know, you're an anomaly. And Miles is like, no, I am Spider-Man. And it's just, and I, mind you, the directors have stated that was 100% intentional. Yes, yes. That they have stated that, yes, part of that was to the initial, rather, let's be honest, racist Reaction yes. to Miles Morales when he first showed up. And mind you, Miles is a very popular character for the most part. In general. I don't know many... But, the people who don't like Miles 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
the world is fucking horrible sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it's... I thought it was really sweet. I really liked that. Um, I, I got a little bit choked up sometimes because of that. It's a good movie. Uh, also, uh, my other favorite thing about this movie, Spider-Cat. 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 Spider-Cat! There's a I lot of so... different spider everything. There's a spider dinosaur. Spider-Rex. spider di- Yes. Would probably be the most accurate because it is a t- Tyrannosaurus Rex. But can this get any weirder? Yes, actually, it can. <laughs> Immediately. Also, the spider cowboy and and his horse that also has spider powers. Um, I love the, the horse cowboy. need a mask? <laughs> <laughs> to protect his identity. <laughs> I, I loved spider cowboy, but the idea of a horse being able to, like, walk on the ceiling is inherently very distressing to me. Uh, very scary. Zero out of ten. <laughs> yep. It's, uh... It's a good movie. It's such a good movie. It's very pretty. The music's great. Almost, there's really not a lot of notes of problems with this movie. Like, it's not perfect, obviously, but it's just like, it's one of those movies where it's like, yeah, no, it's, it just does what it needs to do. And it does it well. Like, I saw before I went in, uh, some of those memes about, like, you know, I went into this movie, and two hours later, I came back a completely different person. And so it's like, you know, uh it's a really good movie. But it's like, no, they were right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I knew after the first one that, like, I wasn't worried that it was going to be bad. Mm Mm-hmm. My expectations were high, but this this exceeded all of them. Yeah, I like there's been no point where I'm like It was good. Like I I had zero issues. And uh I mean I'll I'll admit I am not as viciously thirsty for him as some people I know are, but... We, we need to talk uh, about Miguel O'Hara being hot, aren't we? I, I want to give a best supporting role to Miguel O'Hara's dump truck. <laughs> no, my, my favorite part was there was a tweet. It's, you know, the, the person sleeping soundly uh-huh. thing, but it was, uh, uh, it was Spider-Verse spoilers, Miguel O'Hara's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah no it's uh i'm I'm glad to see spider-man 2099 getting all the love for being also one of the weirder spider-man characters he he doesn't actually have spider senses and they they show that a few times in the movie and i think that's very interesting he like spider-man 2099 is a very weird character he is He's a very, he's a weird character made. It's a very weird character made in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they did a nice job with him here. I, I like, 
I like how everybody was handled. I, I can't really think of anybody that I think was done a disservice in this movie. Our biggest complaints are maybe some characters we particularly like got more screen time, but that's like... Like, you know, sure, we would have loved a full cage sequence, but you know what? It's fine that he, you know, he can get be in the next part of the movie. I, I liked this cast so much that I didn't I didn't actually care that Spider-Man Noir wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like Penny Parker. She was there in a new spider suit. That was nice. Mm-hmm. And her actually more actual accurate to her comic book outfit, as I've learned. Yeah, <laughs> I need to read that. I've never. It looks neat. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and we are apparently going to be seeing more of Hobie in the next Spider Verse. So very excited for that. Looking forward to it. Yeah. He is he is the big brother that I wish I had had because dude is so fucking cool. <laughs> and this is where the British t- took all our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. See, I, I like I like the idea of him and Pavita teaming up to like fuck shit up. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I think they mm. should be friends. Yeah. But yeah. On on that note, any other comments you have about uh across the Spider-Verse? Um, I almost opened up this episode by changing the lyrics to the Beatles across the universe, but realized i don't remember how that song goes and it just slowly morphs into lucy in the sky with diamonds it's okay i don't remember either so yeah um there's that that is our thoughts on across the spyverse go see it if it was good it was good totally worth it go see the first one first because you might as well it's also really good and you're that's like three and a half hours of like really good movie it's it's solid it's so solid i'm so excited for when this comes out i might actually buy this on like dvd <laughs> i'm surprised i didn't bought the first one yet on it i just did i no i don't think so yeah and also uh sony execs treat your fucking workers better or else i'm gonna take your mom out for a nice seafood dinner and then never call her again thank you and uh phil lord make up your mind come on man you've been working in animation for too long to do this shit yeah jesus christ dude you had clone high 20 years ago yeah fucking get it together also clone high is back and that's just kind of weird not in a bad way just it's just kind of a weird like huh time is a flat circle somehow yeah time time is weird time is weird with that said uh sardo uh watch or play Mm. read anything interesting uh, since we last did the podcast um i'll admit i haven't been watching or reading anything much independently this week because i have been uh very busy with a lot of different stuff but we have been uh i i haven't been playing it you've been playing it but i've been there for moral support uh strong bad's cool game for attractive people yeah i've that's been what i've been streaming we've been having a great time we've been hilariously quiet (laughs) we're too busy just grinning from ear to ear (laughs) reverently quiet (laughs) we're like no we're, le- we're letting Matt Chapman do all the talking for us. Yes. <laughs> but I've, I've been having a lot of fun with that. So oh, that's, God, that's been what I've been doing. I, I'm, I'm sad to say after Sunday, and we will have one episode left on Tuesday. Oh, we're going to have to find a new gig. 
Well, what we'll do is I've been thinking of doing Samurai Warriors for Empires for a couple of days. Yeah. Because I might as well, because I realize I'm going to have to move some stuff around because, you know, the new Persona 5 spinoff is coming out in November. So I need to be done with P5 by then. And, I, and not because that game is, it is long or I'm like afraid it would take too much time. It's just like, well, you know, it, it'll be by, I'm going to start it after probably early August. Yeah, makes sense. Because I, I, I'm out of town the week of July, the last week of July, during the last week of July. All right. So uh, that's some scheduling for us coming in the near future. Well, we will burn that bridge when we get to it very soon. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like, oh, hey, I, uh, I'm i going to have to do that, which means then I can do, I guess, in September will be Yakuza 7. Yeah. And then it's uh, Persona 5 Tactica sometime in November. Oh, shit, the lineup's going to be so good. Oh, hell yeah. And then... I guess December is going to be uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for me. All right. Yeah, that's that's the preview. Uh, you're tr still drawing on Monday, obviously. I am still drawing on Monday. Yep. And even better and... yet, after this, uh, this Monday, which is when this comes out, because these come out on a Monday. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. What do you think you're going to be drawing this tonight? Uh, I know it's not tonight for us, but tonight when this comes out. You know, I... Whatever mad whimsy has seized the chat, I will allow that to guide me. Uh, other than that, if if nobody has any requests uh, tonight, I will probably be working on some commission stuff. I, I got a big commission from somebody who is very kind, uh, wanted me to draw their friend's D&D party, which I always love working on Dungeons & Dragons parties because there's I don't know, there's something so cool about drawing people's characters that they've made, and especially people who, like, aren't like, naturally big into the whole role-playing character-creating thing it's just, it's cool, it's so sincere and very endearing, and I love doing it, and there's some really cool designs so if we don't get any recommendations I might work on that a bit but well, we'll see. Uh, well, you know, I, I, again, with me being there, there will always be a recommendation. Oh, of course. And I, I always appreciate them. Like, I'm, I'm always time... ready to fill the world with weird ideas. I always really appreciate the requests because y'all get me to draw some stuff that I would not draw otherwise. And it, I, I feel like I'm, I don't know, it, it's a nice challenge, and it's fun, and I like doing it, and hopefully it makes people happy, so. I mean, I enjoy it, so at least one person likes it. Hey, well, there we go, then. My my work here is done. I'm playing Final Fantasy XVI. Uh, more thoughts coming later. I'm only, like, five hours. I'm not even, like, five hours in, so. Ah, give yourself some time. I, I only kind of just started exiting out of the tutorial because I, mm. I saw Across the Spider-Verse last night instead of playing video games. There you go. But, yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's about the yeah, long and short like... of it for today. Yeah, a surprisingly short episode. I wasn't sure how long this was going to go. Yeah, but uh, 
you should watch Across the Spider-Verse. It's so good. Also watch Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's also hopefully, good. Hopefully watch them in order. Things make a tiny bit more yeah. sense that way. But you know what? I can't tell you how to live your life. You yeah. got to do that for yourself. Indeed. So, um, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow Sardo here, the lovely Sardo, the pink skeleton. Yes. You can follow him on Twitter at Autopsy Garlands. Our Twitter is Marquis Belial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they're linked, so if you go find at Autopsy Garlands, yes, you'll I, find the other one, so it's not too hard. I I post things yeah. once in a while, so you should follow I'm me. on Twitter at Almighty Strauss, and on Twitch that you are at Uncle Death with a K instead of a C. Yes. And uh, you'll uh, show up on Twitch channel at Almighty Strauss for uh, tomorrow, I believe, for Sunday. I will. Yes, and I will. Probably oh. Tuesday. <laughs> also, um, a quick announcement: the one other, I, I guess, social media thing. Uh, probably against my better judgment, I'm doing Art Fight this year. Ooh, so explain that to the peoples. Art Fight is a really cool thing where basically it's like a big mass art trade. You um you join the site, it starts July 1st, and you get assigned one team or the other. And basically your goal is to go around to people of the opposite team and attack them by drawing pictures of their, their original characters. And um, the goal is to like earn the most points for your team, but it's... It's super fun. It's a cool way to draw other people's OCs and get a ton of cool art for your own. So I'm also on Uncle Death there, Uncle Death with a K, because, of course, Uncle Death by itself is already taken. But yeah, uh, I still need to put all my stuff up on there. Uh, I I just decided today I wanted to do this, but you should find me on Art Fight if that is your thing. And it'll be fun. <laughs> we. Anything else and you want to tell the dear audience before we go? Uh, I love you all. Oh, we well, love you. Uh, we love th you thank all. you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for listening. It's, I don't know. I just, I think it's neat that we get to do this. And it, it makes me happy that sometimes people listen to it and hopefully enjoy it. So well, thank you, know you very what, much. Sardo, there is one last thing. What? Happy 20th episode. Yeah! This is our 20th episode. We did it, everyone. We've done at least 20 of these things. Hooray! Good work, Strauss. High five. High five from across the internet. I, yeah. You're welcome. I'm proud of us. Yeah, me too. So just remember, folks, uh, if you want, uh, I will be streaming Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People's last episode on Tuesday after this comes out. You're probably going to be there. Yeah, I am. You're going to be here basically the entire time. <laughs> like next... I'm, I'm committed. I'm committed. No, no, I mean like also because I'm doing four empires, you're probably also going to show up for that. <laughs> I, I, I'm i definitely going to try to show up for most of it. Yeah. You don't have to be there the whole time, but it's just like, well, here we are. Anyway, folks, thank you all for coming. Uh, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye.